the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show on a Friday. Always begins with Jack Windsor, the Ohio Press Network. By the way, if you ever miss a segment, you can podcast it. It's already podcasted. Actually, Jeff Murtaugh does that. And you can find it at 989theanswer.com or theanswerdayton.com under the Listen tab. Jack Windsor, welcome to the show. Stands in for me on occasion, and we appreciate that very much. Uh, what's cooking in the world of the Ohio Press Network today, Jack? Hey, Bruce. Thanks for having me. It's always an honor to be here with you and the Answer family. So we're looking at, it, at several things. We've been covering a little bit on Ohio Senate Bill 83, which is Jerry Serino's bill mm-hmm. um, that really seeks to have colleges and universities uh, upfront about their primary fun- function being the pursuit of knowledge. Um, that probably won't get any action before the summer recess. And we have started to dive into the bill and find some things that uh, Republicans might want to take a closer look at. Um, we're looking at uh, Ohio House Bill 183. I mentioned that on your show last week. That's the one that Beth Lear has put together with Adam Byrd, both Republicans. And that bill would ensure that uh, biological boys are not in biological girls' uh, bathrooms, changing rooms, uh, locker rooms, and vice versa. That bill actually got a number, was assigned to a committee, but it appears that it is now being slow rolled uh, by leadership. I don't know if it's Jason Stevens. I don't know if it's the Rules and Reference Committee, but that bill uh, has is not likely going to see action before the summer recess and maybe not even this year. Okay, so let's talk about that. And I'd like to get uh, I'd like to walk the tightrope of uh, not forcing you to you know take an opinion on it if you're uh, not mm-hmm. comfortable doing so. But this, Jack, is to me uh, an incredible mystery in the, in the state of Ohio, where we had in the past week, a week ago, coming up tomorrow, an amazing story of a young girl from, uh, I don't believe they call it Sparta Highland anymore, they call it something else, but it's Highland High School, just uh, up in Morrow County, who won state championships in the long jump, the high jump, the 100 meter hurdles and the 200 meter race she placed her team second in the state all by herself she won the state indoor title for her school all by herself and i looked up online she's a division two athlete she's going to uh, university of cincinnati on a full track scholarship i'm sure i looked up where she would have how she would have fared had the last place boy in each Mm -hmm. one of those events uh, had the last place boy been allowed to compete as a girl, and she wouldn't have won any of the events. So here's a girl who has, I'm sure, in her community, tremendous impact and influence, and around the state, uh, tremendous impact and influence, because we always look to and admire these kinds of outstanding athletes for their skill, dedication, and determination. She would have been rendered into the dustbin of history if boys could compete as girls. So where is the opposition or where's the intractability in the 
state house and the general assembly coming from on not ingraining what other states have already ingrained, which is the protection of girls in girls' spaces and girls' sports? I'm going to try to tackle this from two levels and pull me out of the weeds, Bruce, if I get too far in. The first issue is, so the bathroom bill, by the way, would just be changing rooms, locker rooms, so on and so forth. It, it's beyond me why this would not be a priority piece of legislation. Um, my gut tells me, as somebody who's analyzed politics for not very long, but long enough, uh, that this is probably an initiative that Stevens and his band of 22 are going to get over the finish line a little closer to the next election. Why? Because it gives them a chance to do a victory lap. Here's the bad news. That allows our kids to continue to be at risk, particularly mm-hmm. girls, because, yep. look, I hate to say it, but boys tend to be uh, perpetrators of uh, sexual misconduct and, and voyeurs and so on and so forth. So that's one bill. The second bill is uh, uh, Save Women's Sports, which would uh, stop exactly what you just talked about, biological boys who are average going over to the girls' side and becoming rock stars. And that, by the way, that bill was identified as Jason, by Jason Stevens as one of his top 12 pieces of priority legislation under his speakership. Here's the other thing to go along with what you asked at the beginning of the show that we're covering it through Ohio Press Network will release next week. We're looking at what Jason Stevens has done in a half year. Great. Not one of those pieces of priority legislation has passed. This bathroom bill has been put on pause. So then it becomes a matter of what's going on. You have a Republican supermajority and you're not getting things over the finish line. And then here's the other part I want to hit. It's important to understand that Dave Yost came out with an official opinion last week Mm -hmm. because one of the objections you're going to hear regarding the bathroom bill is that you can't do it, right? The Bostock case decided by the Supreme Court in Ohio law would prohibit it. Dave Yost goes about 29 pages in and does a great job of explaining, nope, it's not against Ohio law. Nope, it's not against the Bostock case. If people who have public accommodations say that boys go with boys and girls go with girls. So the pathway and the runway for 183, Save Women's Sports, it's completely clear, and House Republicans are sitting on their hands. Jack Windsor is our guest. He is uh, with the Ohio Press Network online, theohiopressnetwork.com. Follow Jack on Twitter, at Jack Windsor. Yeah, I mean, the lack of action on these supposed Stevens priority pieces of legislation would uh, seem to... Uh, affirm those of us who felt that Jason Stevens get, got all 33 Democrats in the Ohio House of Representatives to vote for him by making promises that would be pleasing to the teachers unions in Ohio. And the teachers unions in Ohio are decidedly against things like school choice, the uh, Protect Women's Sports Act, House Bill 83, or whatever, the, uh, Jerry Serino's bill, you know, Senate, know, Bill, 83, Senate yeah. bill 83. All of those items are things that the teachers' unions oppose. Jason Stevens said, no, 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 I didn't make any promises to Allison Russo, the Democratic minority leader. I didn't make any promises to the teachers' unions, yet nothing's getting done, Jack. Yeah, great point. And here's the other thing that I want to put out front, because, you know, <laughs> being good at debate and, and being a good attorney, you identify the other side's argument. Well, here's what I would guess. Again, I don't know if I'm right, but Jason Stevens would probably say, but 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 what about Senate Joint Resolution 2? I got that to the floor, and now we're going to have an August special election, which will give Ohioans the right to decide whether they want to increase uh, citizen initiatives to amend the Constitution to 60 percent. 
And for those who are really scared about the November ballot initiative that will that is radical on abortion and transgender transitioning, um, that gives them a chance. Right. Well, here's the thing. When you look back, Jason Stevens actually was against the August special election and it was Matt Huffman who pushed against him and said, I don't care how much it costs and how much time it is. We're talking about 20 to 30,000 innocent lives that are going to be killed. So then you have Ohio right to life. You have Dick Uline's pack from Illinois that funneled in like a million dollars and did, I think, eight different campaigns on eight of the 22 that voted with Stevens. You had the Ohio Republican Party censor them. You had the Senate president saying we need to get it done. The governor even said he was. So it's, it's like Jason got pulled across the finish line on this one. So, yes, Senate Joint Resolution 2 did, did get across the finish line. But part of what people allege was that he made a deal with Democrats. Well, that deal could have been, um, we're not going to get it on the May ballot, and it didn't go on the May ballot. Would it have been effective on the May ballot instead of the August ballot? We'll never know. Uh, but, yeah, you raise a good question. What, what in Hades is going on in the, in the State House with a Republican supermajority? Jack Windsor, theohiopressnetwork.com, our guest. Jack joins us every Friday at 12.05, and I uh, hope he'll be hosting for me again uh, very soon if I need to take a day off. Now, I was uh, incorrectly informed by bad reporting, uh, which shouldn't surprise you because there's a lot of it out there, uh, that the Senate version of the state budget was going to introduce means testing for parents who were hoping to get an expanded scholarship for school choice. I now have gained clarification that the means testing would not kick in until after we reach a threshold of around $135,000 income for two income families. So it, uh, I got to apologize to uh, Matt Huffman, the Senate president for insinuating early on in the week that, Hey, he maybe isn't as much an advocate for school choice as he has always put himself out there to be. Do you think we are going to get school choice, uh, expanded ed choice, or whatever you want to call it, for families with incomes of $135,000 or less, do you think they're going to be able to get those scholarships by the time we enroll kids in, the sc- in schools this fall? I think that's the I think that's the target. I think Matt Huffman is passionate about it. Is Jason Stevens? I don't know. This is where your listeners need to pick up the phone and and call both chambers and say, look, this needs to get done. So that at the 135, I'm trying to figure out. My estimate is between kindergarten and eighth grade, that's six thousand dollars for full scholarship. for full scholarship for high school students. Now, beyond that, there is means testing, but every student, according to how it's written in the Senate version now, would get at least a 10% scholarship. I think some people uh, hope that that gets done, but let me give you the devil's advocate side of that. About 20 seconds. It should be school choice. It should be full scholarship all the time, no matter what. Make schools compete for my child's attendance. Agreed. We're sitting there with all this money in the with all this uh, money in uh, whatever the rainy day fund or whatever. Uh, they will eventually spend it. I can't think of a better place for them to spend it than on uh, education for kids. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I know you're with me on that. You have uh, a child. I have a couple kids who are still in uh, junior high and, and secondary school. Uh, your advice is well stated. And I will encourage my listeners to do that, to call the General Assembly and make their case. Love having you on, Jack. I really appreciate it, man. Have a great weekend. God bless you, Bruce. Thank you. Uh, The temerity of the left knows no bounds. Two hours ago, two hours ago, Hillary Clinton 
posted a tweet which shows a picture of her in a baseball cap that reads, but her emails. Is the cap that she was selling when Donald Trump ran afoul of the DOJ and the FBI more than a year ago because so often Republicans' response was, what about Hillary's emails? What about Hillary's emails? The ones that she destroyed. What about the bleach bit? What about the destruction of ha- with hammers of blackberries that were subpoenaed? Donald Trump obstructed justice? The indictment will tell us first of next week by having classified documents in a room at Mar-a-Lago that was guarded by Secret Service agents and the documents were still in there when they came to get them. But Hillary Clinton, having a private email server with classified information on it, destroying the emails when they were subpoenaed, 31,000 of them, by the way, not three, not four, not 30, not 300, 31,000, then hammering blackberries to where they could not be forensically examined, none of that was a crime, and she has the temerity to mock people who bring it up by once again posting this picture and asking her devotees to buy the hat to support some organization that probably advocates for the murder of innocent unborn children. Yeah, that's where we are. And the Democrats' lust for power knows no bounds because they do not want to give up the voting block of the LGBTQ RSTUV agenda. So they will allow them to do whatever they want to do. Sexualize kids? Indoctrinate kids into deviant lifestyles? Sure, have at it. Castrate kids? Mutilate kids? Mm, Sure. The Daily Wire this week, Matt Walsh, again, doing fine work, exposed that in, get this, in a 22-minute phone call. In a 22-minute phone call, Matt Walsh's producer was able to get an organization to write for him a letter advocating for this person to have his testicles removed. The official name is an orchiotomy. And so, is the Democratic Party, the DOJ, are they doing anything to stop that? I mean, they always tell us, oh, these decisions are entered into after oh, so much pain and deliberation and it just is not something that happens like so quickly. We treat this with such grave concern. 22-minute phone call? It was a setup. Walsh's producer called. By the end of the call, he said, you know, I'm not even really sure I suffer from gender dysphoria. Oh, don't worry about it. For the low, low price of $150, we will write you a letter. And the person on the other end of the line said, we want to make this letter as convincing as possible so the guy could take it into a gender-affirming surgeon and get the surgery. You say, well, if that happened to a kid, that could ruin the kid's life. And my response, channeling my inner inner demonic Democrat, would be, yeah, and? They don't care. They don't care. 
because then they can keep all the money that's coming in to these gender reassignment hospitals. What political party do you think they'll donate that money to? Hmm? Think that'll go to the Make America Great Again pack? <laughs> you know it won't. The explanation for why they put up with all this lunacy and evil is because it keeps them in power and expands their power. Senator J.D. Vance, as you might expect, came out with a statement strongly criticizing the pending indictment of Donald Trump. Here's J.D. Vance's statement. We live in a third-world country with a two-tiered justice system. The actions of the corrupt Department of Justice should stand as a warning to all Americans. If the leader of our great nation could fall victim to such an injustice, the same can happen for anybody. You better believe it. He's just first in line. You and I will be next. Remember, they hate him because they hate you. Continuing J.D.'s statement, President Trump's indictment further perpetuates the fact that we have succumbed as a nation to a banana republic whose elite class decides the winners and losers. It is a blatant, disgusting interference in the 2024 election and demonstrates extreme hypocrisy and attempted distraction from the allegations of Joe Biden's illegal activity revealed today. President Trump has before and will again deliver real lasting policies for Americans, while the woke left continues its charade of sham indictments. J.D. Vance concludes, the American people know what they're up to, and they're sick of the same tired political corruption that dominates Washington. I look forward to President Trump taking the White House once again and putting an end to this nonsense. Yeah, well, that's, in my view, overly optimistic. The latter part. Because I don't know how Donald Trump can win an election in 2024 if he is under indictment because while you are well-versed in the duplicity of this procedure, you are well aware of all the pieces of the puzzle that fit together as it concerns Joe Biden's influence peddling. The general electorate is not aware of those things. All they know is, well, I can't vote for Trump. I mean, he got indicted. He's uh, charged with violating the Espionage Act. I mean, he's a Russian agent. You say, wait a minute. No, that was debunked by the Mueller investigation. Didn't you read the Durham report? They'll go, huh? Who? Uh, Durham who? What Durham? What? Huh? What report? You have to remember, you are more informed than 90% of the voters out there. The overwhelming narrative, which is ingrained in people's minds by the media, by the networks, is orange man bad, can't trust him. Donald Trump, oh, he's divisive. Oh, he's a liar. Oh, he's a criminal. He's a Russian cat's paw. I wish, I wish, I wish people took their votes seriously enough that they would know all the things Joe Biden has said on tape that contradict his lies about not knowing anything about his son's foreign business dealings. I wish they would do the calculus and say, how's this guy afford all these beach houses on a government salary? But they don't. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.